Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, June 23rd. It's draft day. Can't wait. Love it. It's not as good as the NFL draft, but I do love me some NBA draft. I will be on Cowherd's show Later this morning, talking about the draft, what I think will happen. I did a mock draft for Fox Sports. We had Fran Fraschilla on Monday to kind of set the table for the draft. And now I'm going to drop on you guys. I was going to do the entire first round because this is how much of a draft geek I am. I was willing to dive deep and go through every single pick that I like in the first round. Like break every single one down. Like what is happening with Charlotte and its two picks? Like do you care? No. Do maybe 14 people who listen care? Maybe, maybe 14. But I'm going to spare you that, and we'll go through kind of the, the the hot items and the hot players in the top 10, and then we'll break it down after that. But what I love about the draft is there is a kind of a connection to life at large when you compare it to the draft. Because when a lot of people see these prospects, and we could start with Chet Holmgren, right? They see Chet 
and see what he is not. And that's a huge problem in the draft. Oh, Chet, oh, he doesn't post up anybody. Uh, he didn't post up anybody in the WCC. He's just shooting threes and playing great defense. He, he's too skinny. That's what they're saying when they see him now. But that's not the mentality for drafting. And it's the same thing when you look at people that you want to hire, that you maybe want to hang out with, perhaps people that you know you think would fit in a certain role, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what they are now. But what can they be? And that's why I think that a lot of the NBA draft struggles, now the NFL has draft struggles as well, but the NBA has massive ones. There was an article by a guy, Kevin Arnovitz, wrote about how basically the Phoenix Suns are just kind of ignoring the draft. They think a lot of these players are too young. And I'm not just talking about this year. I'm just talking in general. They also, there was a big story by this guy about how when Giannis was being scouted, everybody was like, oh, there's no way this guy could survive. He's 18. He's going to be away from his family. And they're, they're, they're probably not going to be able to get into America instantly. He's going to be an 18-year-old. He's so skinny. He's playing in like the fifth league in Greece. There's no way this guy's going to make it. And that's like the dumb way to look at the draft. You know? I'll never forget in the NFL, people look at a guy like Russell Wilson and see what he's not coming out of Wisconsin and NC State. Oh, well, he's too small. And, you know, he was getting run off by the NC State coach. That's why he transferred to Wisconsin. And we don't know if the cannon arm is there. And eh, he's a third rounder. And all Russell Wilson does is come in and instantly make the playoffs or finish 500 or better for like the first nine years of his career. They didn't see what he could be. And I really feel like a lot of teams get it wrong. Listen, I'll, I'll be honest. I did not see it with Giannis when the Bucks drafted him. Apparently, the Atlanta Hawks had scouted the hell out of him, were ahead of the curve, and were drafting 16th. And they were like, well, nobody really knows about Giannis. A lot of people were like, not that interested. He's going to be ours. Of course, the Bucks get him. He's now got two MVPs. He's got a championship. He's got an MVP, finals MVP. Um, you know, this guy, all-NBA player, and he's not even 27 years old. And I just, I'll never forget, I know this article that I'm mentioning was written by a guy named Kevin Arnovitz. So he covered the Phoenix Suns closely and talked to their front office and everything. And they talk about how, you know, a few years ago, we wanted this guy named Cam Johnson and everybody mocked us. We thought, boy, Cam Johnson would be a great fit as opposed to all the young guys who were coming out. Like, what are we going to do with, with some of these 18, 19-year-olds? How are they going to help us? Cam Johnson's 22 years old. This guy can be an instant impact player for us. He can contribute instantly. And, of course, Cam Johnson, roundly pan, widely panned because I think he was either almost 23 or just turned 23. And they were like, ah, oh, it's too old to be taking him early. They traded back to get him. Cam Johnson turned into a very vital piece to a very good team this year and last year, coming off the bench. And he's going to get paid. So hooray, Phoenix Suns. What the article did not mention, conveniently so, was in 2017 when, or maybe it was 2018, they had a chance to draft a guy by the name of Luka Doncic. And they ended up taking a guy by the name of DeAndre Ayton. Instead, and I will never forget, and I think I said this on my Saturday radio show at the time, I didn't have the podcast then, I knew somebody close to James Jones who was the Phoenix Suns guy. He went over to Europe for the Euro League Final Four. He got up close looks at Luka Doncic at the Euro Final Four. Said, that's, he's not for us. That's, that's not a guy for me. 
did not want Luka Doncic. Settle for Aiton. Eight, listen, Aiton was good last year as they got to the finals. He was less so this year, and now he's a free agent or potentially going to be a free agent or traded. And it doesn't look like he is a max player that the Suns thought he might be. And Luka Doncic, of course, is on his way to big-time greatness. Probably, and it's early, but he's probably on his way to being a top-10 player all time. A health pending, of course. But the guy is just super special. If you can't see that, I can't help you. So, looking at this draft, there are a lot of, at the very top, young guys. Okay, Jabari Smith, who the overwhelming favorite to go number one, 19 years old. Chet is 20. Paolo Banquero, 19 and a half. After that, you know, they get a little bit older. Um, Jaden Ivey is 20. Keegan Murray, Murray, who I like a lot. We'll talk about him. Almost 22. Ben Matherin, 20. Dyson Daniels, 19. The kid Jang from my New Zealand Breakers is 19. Shaden Sharp is 19. Listen, we touched on a lot of these guys with Fran, but the aspect we didn't totally look at was fit and as it pertains to the NBA. So I'll get started here. I think Jabari Smith is a lock to go number one. I'll be absolutely stunned, like fall out of my chair stunned if Jabari Smith doesn't go number one to Orlando. As soon as the lottery was complete and Orlando got the number one, I was like, all right, well, we know they covet length. Jabari Smith is a super long guy. I know he's not as long as Chet Holmgren, but Jabari Smith checks all the boxes. Six foot ten. He had 73 pointers. He's a full year younger than Chet Holmgren. He's 19 years old. And everybody looks at him and sees Chris Bosch. And this is a front office that, you know, and I wrote this for Fox. They've prioritized length. Remember, they got Jonathan Isaac in 17. He actually hasn't played a game in the last two years. He's been hurt. Mobamba in 18. Um, Okeke, the long wing out of Auburn in 19. And now I think they're going to go Jabari Smith, also out of Auburn, number one. Now, I like Jabari Smith. I don't, I don't love him the way I like Ben Caro from Duke. But I understand why they're going with Jabari Smith. I, I mean, I get it. But here's a fun fact. Did you know the last time that they won a playoff series, Orlando Magic, 2010? They have two playoff wins in the last decade. The last team that won a playoff series for them, Dwight Howard, J.J. Redick, Matt Barnes, Vince Carter, a bunch of guys now doing television. <laughs> that's, how, that's how long it's been for the Magic. And listen, does Jabari Smith get them there? I don't know. I mean, they got some dudes, right? Cole Anthony's solid. Jalen Suggs got injured last year, underwhelming rookie year. Franz Wagner was a huge win for them. Wendell Carter is their center. And if you're saying, why don't they go Chet? I think there are legitimate concerns with Chet Holmgren. And, you know, we'll get to him. He's going to go second. Oklahoma City loves him. Is can Chet put on weight? Can Chet stay healthy these super duper tall skinny guys and I'm not going to say they've all broken down but you look at a guy like Greg Oden you look at a guy like Chris Tapps Porzingis feet issues have plagued the big guys Oden it just was just super duper unlucky Porzingis was on the way it seemed to greatness and I don't know what the hell happened to him other than injuries and Eventually, once you get injured so many times, you start getting soft, and he's just not the big guy. Like, Dallas already had enough. They shipped him to uh, Washington, and, you know, it, it's a bummer about Porzingis. I don't know that Chet's going to fall 
into those buckets. I like Chet Holmgren. I really do. I mean, seven foot tall, seven, six wingspan. I mean, I think he could come in and be like a Rudy Gobert defensively within a year or two. Like, that's how good he is defensively. And and don't scoff, but I think if you're looking for offense, I think he can initially, first few years, be like a Brook Lopez. I'm going to hit threes. I'll get my layups and my quick dunks. And I'm going to hit a bunch of threes, and I'm going to play a lot of defense. And and there's nothing wrong with being Brooke Lopez. Remember, he was like the anchor in the middle on that title winner two years ago for the Bucs. Took him a while to figure it out. You know, Brooke Lopez was a big and then transformed himself into a three-point shooting guy. But just like with Orlando, even you add Jabari Smith, there's still 25-30 wins. OKC adds Chet, they're 25-30 wins. You know, they got a good nucleus. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddey, Chet Holmgren. Like, that's, that's good. But I, I just, I don't see any greatness yet. Now, the team that I think could be ascending is Houston at three, and I think they're going to get Bancaro. There has been kind of some chatter this week that Bancaro is gaining steam and the gambling markets is maybe going first. I think that's all just BS. There's no way he's going first. I personally would take him first, but there is zero inclination that Orlando is taking him number one. If you look at the workouts, individually with the teams, that can be kind of a trail of breadcrumbs. Not a t- You can't put too much stock into workouts. But the second Bancaro worked out for Houston, like within five minutes, okay, a day, uh, Christian Wood was traded. They knew, okay, we got our guy. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, Bancaro is NBA ready. I hope you guys watched him in the NCAA tournament. It's easy to get gushy about just how good he was. Um, I mean, I thought the game against, I mean, was it Texas Tech maybe? Let me just check the game log because I just know Ben Carroll was utterly dominant against UNC. Uh, he had 20 and 10 against Arkansas, a little quieter, 16 and 7, but they didn't really need it. The game he, he dominated was the Texas Tech game, one of the best defenses in the country. And he dropped 22, three steals, four rebounds, four assists, hit three threes. He, he was just dominant. Michigan State, he was clutch down the stretch with 19 and 7. He's a guy's just a money player, man. I like him a lot. Now, I did say on a pod recently that there was some chatter about him and liking to be a superstar and enjoying celebrity. Listen, that can be true of a lot of these guys. I don't know that it's 100% an, an issue for Ben Carroll. He's going into a Houston powder keg. And, you know, uh, let's be realistic, guys. Uh, Houston Rockets do not have a ton of maturity in that locker room. You're looking at veterans, and it's basically Eric Gordon, assuming he sticks around, and who else? Dennis Schroeder? Like, no. It's going to be the Sengun Banquero front court and the backcourt of Green and Porter Jr. Porter Jr. is ridiculously talented, but he's got he's got some issues, and there's just not a lot of maturity here. But if you're looking for a team to pop just from an offensive standpoint, I think they could... They could break out and win 30, 35 games as opposed to the top two. I don't think they really have much of a chance at, at breaking through. But because I am a nerd, I think it's very clear that the draft hinges upon the fourth pick. And that's the Sacramento Kings. A lot of people seem to, the pundits, including Fran Fraschilla, seem to think that Jaden Ivey is, if not the fourth best player, maybe the second or third. In the draft. I love him. I've got a couple Purdue buddies. I know they're listening intently. I I would not take Jaden Ivey here if I was Jet Sacramento. He has been pretty outspoken. He does not want to go there. They have not shared the medicals with Sacramento. He has not worked out for them. You don't want to go there. Do you really want to take somebody who doesn't want to be there? 
Like, how does that normally work out? Now, Tyrese Halliburton wanted to be there, and they traded him to Indiana. Personally, I think the guy to go for is Keegan Murray, and I, I've gushed about him on Fox Sports. Folks, I don't know if everybody realizes this. So the Ken Palm stats, which I talk about for gambling all the time, they look at a bunch of the advanced uh, numbers when it comes to college basketball. The Ken Palm offensive rating, which goes to the guy with the highest offensive rating. I'm not going to pretend like I, go, I know what goes into the formula. Keegan Murray was number one in the country by a country mile in offensive rating. I want to remind people, in 2019, Zion Williamson led the country in offensive rating. In 2012, a guy by the name of Damian Lillard at Weber State. Now, yes, it does occasionally favor big men. EJ Liddell from Ohio State, who's down, going to be drafted somewhere in the 20s. He's in there. Drew Timmy's in there. But for Keegan Murray, who's a wing, to put up the numbers he did last year, and this is a guy who, they're not calling a ton of plays for Keegan Murray. He, he was thrived in an awesome system. I mean, this guy block shots, steals, doesn't commit a lot of fouls, hit 39% of his threes, 62% of his twos. He's just a really good offensive player, a bit of a late bloomer. He did not have a ton of scholarship offers, went to prep school, then went to Iowa with his brother, his twin brother, Chris, who's going to stay. He tested the waters, but he's going to stay at Iowa. I, I don't think he's a first-round pick. And Keegan just absolutely blew up. I mean, the guy was just phenomenal. Disappointing NCAA tournament loss. He, he missed his three-pointers. He had 21. But you look at some of these games in the Big Ten. I mean, 32 versus Indiana. Um, he had 28 versus Michigan State. 30 versus Maryland when they were ranked. Uh, 35 versus Maryland in the other meeting. Like, he's just a tough matchup. And this guy, I mean, he could play a lot of positions. He started the season, folks. Started the season. 24 points, 25, 27, 26, 29, 23. He's just, a, he can score. He just gets buckets. He's just a professional scorer. I think, you know, Harrison Barnes has one more year in Sacramento. And I think Keegan Murray is the small forward for the Kings for a decade, assuming they take him. I don't really know why you'd take Ivy here. I know the strategy is best player and figure it out later, but they just did that last year when they got Davion Mitchell. And they were like, wait, we have Halliburton and Fox. We paid Fox. Nobody wants to take Fox. Oh, we're kind of screwed. Okay, let's just trade Halliburton. And it's like, you do you want to do that again? If you take Ivy, you have Ivy, Fox, and Mitchell. That's way too small of a trio to play too frequently. Whereas Murray can get in there and start a bunch of games for you. Listen, I like Ivy. I, I think he's a scoring machine, as Fran said. I think he has some Westbrook tendencies. But some Westbrook tendencies include not passing the ball, I know triple-doubles, but he's looking for his shot first and foremost. And that's a thing with Ivy. I, I read a quote where in high school, you know, he was racking up a ton of points, but not a lot of assists. And he was like, my number one was, thing was how to score, how to get buckets. Like, that's what he does. His mom, I think, is the coach at Notre Dame. Listen, coach's son, he's going to be a baller. We know that. But is he going to be a team player, a winning player? And does he fit in Sacramento? If he doesn't want to go there to begin with, and there's a logjam at guard, I just, he could get sidetracked. It may not work. Now, I have Jaden Ivey going six to the Pacers, but a lot of smart people around the league say, listen, the Pistons are not going to be passing on him. Troy Weaver, who's now running the show in Detroit, is, was, was in OKC, or sorry, Seattle, when they drafted Russell Westbrook. And if people see Ivey as a Westbrook-type player, and the Pistons already have their Durant, you know, kind of their center of their universe in Cade Cunningham. Could that work? 
They, by the way, the Pistons did trade on Wednesday. Jeremy Grant, they shipped him to Portland. They spent money on him a couple years ago. He's a solid player. I I guess he doesn't fit into the plans. I'm not going to read into what Detroit might do. That could mean, could, that they believe Jaden Ivey will go four and Keegan Murray will be theirs at five. I I think it's got to be one of three guys to the Pistons at five. Keegan Murray... Jaden Ivey or Benedict Matherin. And Ben Matherin, if you watched a second of the NCAA tournament, probably had some of the best highlights in his game against TCU. A phenomenal game. Matherin was the best player on the court. He had 30 points. Ridiculous facial dunk. Hit a three to tie it, I believe, with like 11 seconds left. Steals getting to the foul line. He looked legitimately unstoppable against a pretty damn good TCU defense. And they have a TCU has a kid by the name of Mike Miles who eventually will be a pro. I don't know if he's like a late first round or a second round, but he's a pro. He's a good player. And Matherin was just totally dominant. 6'6", wing. I-, I love the kid's game. And he was playing alongside a couple other pros in Coloco, who's probably a sec- early second round pick, and then Dalen Terry, who we may or may not get to in this pod, but I like him as a wing. I, I, Matherin is just incredible. And unlike Ivy, he's the kind of guy who can play without the ball in his hands. He can just run off screens, hit threes. It's just a phenomenal fit anywhere for Matherin. I don't feel the same way about Jaden Ivy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And it's not a knock on Ivy. I just feel like he's better with the ball in his hands. And that's not going to happen when you're playing alongside Cade, right? When you're playing alongside um, in Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox. Like, I just don't see Jaden thriving. I can see him thriving in Indy where it sounds like Malcolm Brogdon is probably going to get shipped out in short order the same way Jeremy Grant was shipped out of Detroit. And now without Brogdon, you're like, oh. Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, we don't really have a point guard. T.J. McConnell comes off the bench. Halliburton doesn't totally need the ball in his hands to dominate. He can, but he doesn't need it. I think Jaden Ivey's the best fit there in Indy. Either way, I did bet Matherin under six and a half. I believe four, five, six in some order will be Keegan Murray, Matherin, and Ivey. And just as the draft kind of sort of pivots at four, the top three seem locked. I think seven is a bit of a wild card. Now, Portland's drafting seventh. And in my mocks, I've kind of been all over the place with Portland. I had them in one going with um, Mark Williams from Duke, the big shot-blocking guy, who I love. If you watched any of the Celtics in the playoffs and you saw Robert Williams, how much he dominated um, in the pick-and-roll, like he was their best player, you could argue, from a plus minus in the series. That's how good Mark Williams was. So if you look at Portland, and I, I totally don't like the strategy that they're doing, but it sounds like Damian Lillard has convinced new ownership and the new front office, hey, let's give it one more chance. Let's let's really try to ride it. You know, I'm going to be back. We got Josh Hart, Anthony Simons coming into his own, this kid Keon Johnson. 
And it sounds like, you know, with the addition of Jeremy Grant, hey, we add Nurk. If we can bring Nurk back, we got something. And I'm like, I just, this feels like a recipe for disaster. A lot of long-term bad deals. And you're not going to be, you're not going to be top eight in the West. I personally think this is a bad idea. I think the guy to watch, now I think Mark Williams would be much smarter over giving Nurk any kind of money. Nurkic, good player, but always hurt. Mark Williams, very flexible, can play. If Dame is shipped out, it's really not going to matter because he can play pick and roll with anybody. And I think the guy to watch here, if not Mark Williams, the center from Duke, who I like more than a lot of other people, I get that, is Shaden Sharp. The the kid out of Kentucky who's kind of the mystery man. We talked about it with Fran Fischelli. He didn't actually play at Kentucky. He went there in the middle of the season. He reclassified and decided to sit out. But according to some reports of people who were at practice, he was the best player on the court. Now, what is that worth when you lose in the first round of St. Peter's? <laughs> I, I don't know. But he's one of the he's like in the Anthony Edwards mold on the wing, like a powerful, powerfully built wing guard. And, you know, if he dominated at Kentucky, maybe there's a chance he's the number one player in this draft. Um, I guess one of the weird things about him is you just don't really know what you're getting. And apparently he's flopped in some of these interviews and he hasn't looked great in these three on threes. And it's like, okay, this guy's really, really awesomely talented. But is he going to fit with the Dame Lillard timeline? I I don't get it. But one thing to remember is the new front office in Portland hired this guy from ESPN, Mike Schmitz. He was covering like international ball. And Schmitz has done a lot of work on Shaden Sharp. And he's hyped him a lot. And that was even before getting to Portland. So I think you got to watch a kid sharp here to Portland. I mean, again, if Dame Lillard's calling the shots, like good luck. You know, you guys are going to be in a wasteland for a little while. And I just don't think it's going to work. But at number eight, New Orleans, you've also got a situation where you're kind of stacked. And I know that sounds weird because for the much of the year, we just made fun of New Orleans. They were a punching bag. Then C.J. McCollum comes into town. C.J. McCollum and um, Brandon Ingram play great together. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, wait, do we have something here? And then next thing you know, Paul George gets COVID the day of the playoff game, the play-in game. And the Clippers lose. They ran out of gas in a close game. And then New Orleans against Phoenix. Devin Booker gets hurt, I think, in game two. And New Orleans is able to push it to six. And and you go from basically New Orleans being like, man, we are, we're not good. There's no Zion. He wants out. We stink. We're not going to make the playoffs. To, holy cow, are we kind of loaded? CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Valanchunas, Devontae Graham. I mean, we made the first round, pushed Phoenix to six, and we didn't have our best player. Like, what happens when we get Zion? Do we have something? So New Orleans has a bit of a luxury here in that they don't need to draft anyone. Herb Jones was a smash hit for them. Like, you add Zion to their top seven, and now they got like a solid eight-man rotation. Like, there's no rookie you're getting here that's cracking that, which is why two names come up. Shaden Sharp, the kid out of Kentucky, and then Dyson Daniels out of the G League. He's kind of a wing one of these, he's actually born in Australia. And I don't want to, I mean, we talked about this briefly on the pod a couple months back, but like the U.S. born basketball players are a different breed than international born players. Luka Doncic comes to the league, dominant. Jokic, dominant. Giannis, dominant. Like these international players are starting to take over and they're a little unselfish. And I'm not saying that all Americans are selfish players, but... 
this kid, Dyson Daniels, is like a defense first, team second kind of guy. He's not jacking up bad shots. And if you look at some of his YouTube videos, if you squint really hard, you can see a little, a little bit of Jalen Brown of Boston. And maybe that's recency bias from the playoffs, but like this kid, Dyson Daniels on the wing, like he's probably going in the top 10, New Orleans, San Antonio at nine. I don't know. I I just get this vibe that Sharp and Daniels are two guys who are not going to help you immediately, but in two or three years, what are they going to be? Like Trey Young who somehow I made into like a hot button issue on Twitter this week when I said I think he can lead a team to a championship. Trey Young got the Hawks to the conference finals when he was 22 years old. And I challenge you to tell me who the second best player on that Atlanta Hawks team was. Because there was really nobody else right on there. If you want to go John Collins, fine. Go ahead, John Collins. By the way, they're looking to trade John Collins here today. And I just... I mean, I think Trey Young, can he lead a team to a championship? Sure, I think he can. I mean, I know Isaiah Thomas did, and he was the last true point guard, and Steph Curry has done it, but he's got this system, and point guards now don't lead the league. And we've said it a million times. We know right now wings are dominant. You need wings to win. But I watched Chris Paul go anywhere and win a lot of games. Hasn't gotten over the hump. But point guards are still extremely pivotal, and Trey's not your average point guard. He's not a traditional point guard. He's a shoot-first point guard. Shaden Sharp is a shoot-first combo guard slash wing. The guy's apparently 6'6", built like a tank, and he can play. But does he know how to play? Does he know how to play winning basketball? And, you know, he's going to go top 10. So will Dyson Daniels. And the 10th and final pick of, or the final pick in the top 10, it could be anybody. It could be this kid, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. End of the year, he struggled a bit for the Badgers. He was injured. He had an ankle injury. But this guy had nine 25-point games this season, 25 or more points. All-American. He's a super talented wing. He's a culture guy. The Knicks need that at 11. Washington could use that at 10. Um, My guy, Usaman Dang from the New Zealand Breakers. It's so funny, the narrative on these players, guys. You guys know I'm a minority owner in the New Zealand Breakers. We had RJ Hampton a few years ago. We had... Dang, and a guy who may get tra- taken early second round, Hugo Besson uh, from France. Like, I'm watching all the Breakers games on YouTube TV. A lot of these guys who claim to be draft pundits, and when it gets around draft time, everybody loves the draft, right? None of these guys were watching Dang early. They just look at the stat lines and are like, ooh, he was playing poorly. He was playing terrible. Folks, he was 18 years old, left his family in France to go to New Zealand to play basketball with grown-ass men. What do you think is going to happen? Of course he's going to struggle. But guess what? He's a smart, talented player. And oh, by the way, he figured it out. And come like the final few games of the season, you're like, holy cow, this guy's really getting it. Now, the the Breakers were not good last year. Again, COVID has crippled them in the NBL. They're not playing home games. And when they were, they were empty. It it wasn't good. They had a poor record. I think the second worst record in the league. But the kid, dang, I'm telling you, he either... He's going to be in the lottery. A lot of people seem to think he's a lock to the Cavs. That's if you get by the Spurs. And OKC, we know, is, hey, we're just going to draft the best player on the board and figure it out later. So this kid is good. He's a very strong player. I like him a lot. I think he's in the top 14. I think not as highly of Jalen Duran, the kid, the 18-year-old from Memphis. Uh, if you want my deeper thoughts, me and Fran discussed him on Monday. 
I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of his work. I think, yes, uh, sure, doubt three years from now, could he be something at 21? Yeah, okay, sure. Charlotte, you think they can wait three years? Do you think Michael Jordan, who hasn't had a playoff series win in forever, can keep waiting? Like, I don't know what's going on in Charlotte. They can't find a head coach. Like, what's going on there? Same with my Knicks. They, they're a disaster. Um, I, I kind of glossed over the Wizards. I, I know we have a large Washington uh, audience, given I'm from the D.C. area, and basically a lot of my friends from high school and college listen. Washington's in a tough spot. Bradley Beal decided he's going to opt out which I guess was expected because he can make more money staying in Washington after opting out. But I just, I don't see what Bradley Beal's doing. I think I chronicled that he's made $145 million playing basketball for the Wizards. He's approaching, I think, 29. Do you want to just continue to make a lot of money and not win anything? Or do you want to maybe make a little bit less money and win? Because... $145 $145 million, and I know, Jason, taxes, agent, come on, expenses. These guys are ballers. I get it. Fine, whatever. Con- conservatively, $145 million. Bradley Beal, I, 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 worst case scenario, he wastes money like it's water. Bradley Beal's worth $25, 30000000 million, right? At the minimum, right? If you want to fight 15 you want me to go with that? Like, I, 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 I don't know, guys. He's made a lot of money. As someone who plays a lot of pickup ball, and I am playing later this morning, I I just don't understand the idea of I would rather make a lot of money and never win anything than, oh, I've made a lot of money, now it's time to win. Like Doing that at like 33 can be tough. And I'll be honest with you. If I'm Beal, I'm looking to go elsewhere. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That being said, Washington is like not quite a blank slate, but they're pretty barren, I would say. Um, this is a Washington team with outside of Beal, folks, their point guards last year were Tomas Satoransky and Ish Smith. Like, what else do I need to say? KCP, Kuzma, Porzingis. I do like Rui Hachimura. Thomas Bryant stinks, can't stay healthy. Avdia, eh. Corey Kispert, eh. Daniel Gafford has shown flashes, but this team needs a lot. If I'm Bradley Beal, I'm looking around, I'm like, all right, we're going to win 30, 35 games. You know? What are we doing? I just, I don't get it. The guy I like doesn't really fit what they need, which is a point guard. I, I don't think you can really reach for a point guard at 10. Uh, it's, if Sharp is on the table, I'm sure they'll get him. He's not a true point, but... I mean, look at Boston. They don't have a true point. Uh, Warriors don't have a true, true point guard um, in Curry. But there really isn't a point guard at 10 that you can grab. And I I don't know. I I have them taking Tari Eason from LSU, and I gushed about him on the pod earlier this week. Remember that stat that I told you guys about offensive, um, offensive rating, Ken Palm, and the number one player was Keegan Murray? The number eight player was Tari Eason. He he just fills up the stat sheet. Like, and again, I know I talk about winning players a lot, but give me the guy 
who is going to occasionally block a shot. He's going to hustle for rebounds. He's going to get his hands in the passing lanes, get deflections, get to the foul line. Eason does all of this. Now, I know he jumped around high schools a couple times. He went to Cincinnati, then he went to LSU, and it's like, well, this is a perfect guy. I'm not ending the pot here, but a perfect guy to end on because he fits into what is he. Teams look at him and see, okay, 6'8", huh, he's probably not a three. He can defend threes, but he's not a three because he can't. He doesn't shoot the three. He only made 28 threes last year. But did shoot 80% from the line. Historically, if you're a good free throw shooter and the shot looks good and you're making free throws, then that should translate to threes. That's what historically has happened. That being said, Eason doesn't fit into the box of a three and D wing because he's not the three yet. Maybe he can be. He's not the four because he's a little undersized. Could he be a small ball five? Is he long enough to be a you know, Draymond Green type player where he just does a little bit of everything. I'm telling you guys, somebody's going to get him later and he is already uh, 21 years old. So there isn't as much interest around the older guys as there are around, oh, he's 19. He's still got some growing to do as a player, you know. So a lot of, I looked at the mock drafts early this morning and a lot of them have Eason down in like the 15 to 20 range. I have him in like the 7 to 11 range. I mean, I I know he's 21, but I'm telling you, this guy is going to be a steal. He's going to be a huge contributor for somebody. If he were to slip to like the 20s in a playoff team, I'm telling you, this guy could come in and contribute next year. I'm not talking big minutes, but I'm talking come in, flashes, and this guy, oh, we've got something here. I like him a lot more than a lot of other people. Tari Eason. Jeremy Sohan. Uh, Baylor. He's a kid who's Polish, grew up in the UK. His parents are mixed. And he, you know, he's young. He can't really shoot. And remember how I just said the free throws for Eason? Um, Jeremy Sohan, 58% free throw shooting. Not ideal. And I don't know how you can take a guy who's just defense at this stage. He also has like the dyed hair color. He's one of these like thinking type players, which is cool. I like it. And if you read about him, he's he's like a really well-versed, pretty intelligent guy. There's talk that he could be a Draymond Green. Very defensive-minded, smart. If you want to see him play well, turn on the Baylor-UNC game. He was instrumental in that NCAA tournament comeback. I know they didn't win, but he was he was excellent. I like him. As a defender, he doesn't bring a ton of offense to the table, but, you know, when you're in the teens, uh, end of the lottery, like, you, you know, you're you're getting the best guy you can. We already talked about Branham, the Ohio State guard who seems to be rising. We didn't talk about a fellow by the name of Kennedy Chandler, who, if you're looking for a pure point guard, he may be one of the better ones in the draft. I saw that he had the highest vertical of anyone at the any guard at the combine, 41 inches. I, I watch tape of him on YouTube, and you can watch Kennedy Chandler play against anybody in the SEC. All of his stuff's on YouTube. And, you know, you see a good defender, tough, mid-range kind of guy, the high assist rate, tenacious defensively. I, I see a little Chris Paul, but I don't see the killer offensive stuff out of him. Chandler's pretty well built. I think he goes to Memphis at 22, back up to John Morant. The guy I mentioned earlier from Arizona, Dalen Terry, uh, kind of a high riser. He was early second round for much of the process. And then all of a sudden I started seeing some of the teams he's working out for. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's going higher. I think the Sixers at 23 would love to get this kid. 
Remember how they drafted Thibel and he was a like a perfect three and D wing? Well, he's not a three. He can't shoot. Great defender. Dale and Terry can shoot. And oh, by the way, when Arizona lost their point guard late in the season to injury, Terry stepped in and was like a solid point guard. Not much is known about him because he was so late in the process, but I'm telling you, keep an eye on this kid. Dalen Terry, he's not even 20 years old yet, but he's just versatile, can do a bunch of different things. I like him. I think somebody's going to get a steal in Dalen Terry. And the other guy who I haven't really touched talked about mo- a lot is the kid from Santa Clara, Jalen Williams. Longest reach, I'm uh, sorry, longest wingspan of any forward at the combine. And I, I, I confess, he was not on my radar. Um, I played some pickup basketball with a guy who, I think I've told this story. He had Santa Clara hot for him, right? Back This is back in the day. Santa Clara is all interested, and he's waiting for the offer. He's waiting for the offer, and they go, we'll be, we'll be honest with you. We have one more guy to check out, and we'll, we'll get back to you. And it turns out that guy they went to check out, Santa Clara, was a guy by the name of Steve Nash. And, of course, Steve Nash gets the offer. My guy does not get the offer. My guy ends up going to UCSD and, you know, played a little bit there. Obviously, he's a little older now, but this guy can still play. And so he is on the ends with some Santa Clara people. And I I, I, had, I had to start asking around, like, Jalen Williams? When you see this guy start to dominate at the combine, you're like, oh, is he good? I don't remember watching him in the WCC. And all of a sudden, this kid Jalen Williams is like, could he be top 20? Maybe top, could he scratch the lottery? Is there a chance? It's just one of these, this three and D, the, the league is all about wings right now. And if you can find three and D, it's a win. And the San Antonio Spurs are weird because they have, I mean, if you look at their depth chart, the way they're built, remember it used to be Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. And now that those three guys are gone, you look at, what San Antonio has, and you're like, geez, all they have is three and D kind of guys. Long, DeJounta Murray, Josh Primo, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Josh Richardson, Keldon Johnson. Like all those guys are like 6'6 to 6'8, and they're thin and wing and can defend. It's like they basically want to put four guys around Jakob Pertle. And it sounds like, by the way, Jakob Pertle could get be dangled in trade bait. But for whatever reason, the Spurs are just collecting them and they see the way the league is headed. You need to be switchable on the wing. I mean, hell, look at Andrew Wiggins. It's like, okay, number one pick, good points. Well, what's he going to be on the wing as like your third offensive scorer when he can lock in defensively? And Andrew Wiggins has massive value. So if you can just find one or two of these guys to, to go on the wing, and defend and knock down some threes. I mean, even Malik Monk, who's more of a shooting guard than a wing, and Malik Monk not a great defender, but I mean, he was he was a Lakers third best player last season. I don't know. I, you really got to look at it like three and D wings are the way to go. And you know, Detroit trading away Jeremy Grant opens a huge hole because they basically have Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay with the Villanova kid who is shocker three and D wing. Had a 50-point game late in the season. Nobody noticed. I think it was like, was it Super Bowl Sunday or March Madness? One of those. It was maybe a day during March Madness. Um, and it's like the Pistons, they just need to collect these wings. That's why I I think a guy like, boy, Ben Mather would be perfect on Detroit. And I in my Fox mock draft, I said, listen, you get Cade, Sadiq Bay, and Ben Matherin. Is that 
not quite a poor man's, but like a homeless man's Boston Celtics trio of Smart, Tatum, and Brown? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a reach, but that's what you want. You want your big shot-blocking center, Robert Williams. Um, Mark Williams, a Duke, I think is, is good. Detroit has a big guy in Isaiah Stewart. I like him. Bam out of bio in Miami, and you just want a bunch of wings around him who can pace in space, three and D. That's really what the league is now. And so if you are built like that, I think you've got a great chance to dominate. Um, besides Dale and Terry, a couple other guys who fit that. Um, Kendall Brown of the Bucks. Uh, I, th- I had him going to the Bucks. sorry, in one of my mocks. Kendall Brown of Baylor. I like him a lot. Just He's just not, the shooting is not there yet. And then you look at like EJ Liddell and you're like, okay, he's not quite a three, but could he be a Grant Williams? Could he be like a four? Like a power forward who plays some small ball center? Is there a chance that happens? Um, so I, I think EJ Liddell is a, is a perfect fit for Miami at like 27. Um, a bit more polarizing. I'll wrap up with this guy, Walker Kessler out of Auburn. He started at UNC, was a McDonald's All-American. They thought he was going to be amazing. Seven foot one. All he could do is block shots and dunk. Like literally that's it. Now college basketball doesn't have the spacing that the NBA does. So Kessler didn't really thrive. But there seems to be optimism that in the NBA, the more space there is, you're going to need a center to come over and be Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo, uh, and block some shots. And can Kessler be that guy? Now, Bam Adebayo has some range. Kessler has none. I think he was like top 10 in the country in field goal percentage because all he did was score in the paint and on dunks. Um, We'll see about Walker Kessler. I have him going to the Rockets at 26. Um, And uh, I don't know, guys. As you could tell, that's a lot of NBA draft. I, I don't know if people fell out or they're just like, Jason, Jason, you go way too deep. You lost me. I mean, I didn't even talk about Jalen Williams of Arkansas who went toe-to-toe with Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren in the NCAA tournament and, and won. I have Jalen Williams going to Golden State replacing, not replacing, but Kevon Looney's going to get paid by somebody, overpaid probably. And I think Jalen Williams is a perfect, perfect guy to slide in there as the backup to James Wiseman. And Jalen Williams could play some Kevon Looney minutes. I mean, you know, he's a good player. He had 15 and 12 in that Gonzaga game. Uh, I think he led the SEC in charges taken. Yes, yes. No stone unturned. Jalen Williams in Arkansas. That'll be it for the NBA draft. Reminder, I'll be on Cowherd Show in a few hours. And obviously, tomorrow's podcast will be heavy post-draft, fun, debauchery, shenanigans, all those great words. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the draft. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.